0: Buying your first home, should you focus on the price of the home or on your monthly payment? The answer, neither. You actually should focus on the one magic formula I'm about to give you. And that, my friends, is what we in the podcast game call a tease. What's going on everybody? Welcome to the weekly edition of the How to Buy a Home podcast. I'm David Sedoni, the How to Buy a Home guy, and you are here for answers, and I'm happy to spill my guts and make sure you get them. If you're new to the podcast, go ahead and smash your subscribe button and you can hear all these questions answered weekly. It comes directly to you, right to your phone. I'm going to drop these full educational episodes every Tuesday in 2021 and beyond. That's my commitment I'm making to you guys. And I've also added a brand new podcast drop. Once a week, I'm going to do the question of the week episode every Friday. That is, if it doesn't kill me, trying to change the entire real estate industry and educate every single one of you out there. There's about 2 million first-time homebuyers every single year that buy their first home, even though most of you guys out there do it without any clue and just begging for anybody to help them through the confusion of this process. So let's try to change that right here, right now. Today's topic seems super easy. Focus on your price or on the monthly payment. I know you think I'm going to give you that cheesy car salesman pitch. Hey man, try not to think about the price. Let's get you focused on paying just $400 a month so you can ride around in this dope whip, right? That's what the car guys do. Well, I'm going to start with that, okay? I'll start with the cringy, cheesy, old financial breakdown, and then we're going to get into some high-level stuff, into that magic stuff that I was talking about. It's not the stuff that you're going to hear you know, when you're on a car lot from some hair helmet guy in a bad suit. So here's how we start. Okay, right now, I want you to picture the apartment that you rent right now. Picture your rental that you're in right now. See that apartment, and now see it as a monthly payment. What do you pay? Thousand a month, two thousand a month. Okay, well, if you're at two thousand a month, cool. Now picture that same rental this way with today's interest rates, that two thousand dollar a month is a four hundred thousand dollar condo, townhome, or home. Always see your monthly number as a price and always see your purchase price as a monthly number. There. Now, Now, look, that's not the answer to the question for the day. That's easy stuff. That's not earth-shattering, so let's continue. Yesterday, I was driving around with some podcast listeners, giving them a tour of our local Southern California area. They're relocating down here, and they wanted to get a feel of the homes and see what the homes were selling and what price they were. And of course, they start focusing on the price. Makes sense. That's what you do when you're buying a house. As we looked at the homes, we were looking at stuff in the $750,000 price range, and it wasn't quite getting them exactly what they wanted. Now, don't freak out. I realize that there are people all over the country at all different price points, and I know these numbers probably sound absolutely looney tunes to some of you guys. But around here, that's what we got. And the areas that they were looking, 750000 is what I call a tweener number. It's on the cusp, you know, right on the border between the higher end, nice condos and townhomes and on the border of entry-level, single-family, detached, more traditional-style homes. This happens a lot. It's that tweener price point. So we got to this number based on what they were willing to stretch to. The difference in their current rent that they were paying versus what they would be comfortable paying in a mortgage. We had already had a Zoom discussion, and we went over their finances for over an hour and came up with these numbers how much they're paying right now, how much they could stretch to, and what they would be willing to do and how much that would afford them in a home. So currently they're paying $2,750 a month and they said they were willing to stretch to $3,500. That means that we're looking at seven hundred twenty five dollars to $750,000 homes and that was the price they wanted to stay at because they knew they were stretching and they didn't want to go beyond that. Okay, I said I'd take care of this. So for those of you guys in different price brackets, I'm going to give you two other tiers that you can think about. They're at 750, but we'll do 375 and 250. You pick the one that you're closest to. So for you guys at 375, make that 2,750 dollar rent payment that they're doing, and then their stretch payment to 3,500. Well, if you're looking at a 375 thousand dollar house, what you're going to do is make that original rent payment. $1,375 to stretch to a mortgage payment of $1,750, that's going to get you a $375,000 purchase price. So you got that? If you're at a three seventy-five dollars price point, $375,000, when I talk about their $2,750 original rent and their $3,500 stretch for you, that's going to be $1,375 or $1,750. If you're looking at 250 homes, $250,000, then you make it 917 on the original rent payment to a stretch mortgage payment of $1,167. Got it? Hold on to those numbers. Keep them in your head. Don't get jumbled up because we're going to be doing a lot. All right. And and by the way, if you're out there right now and you're like, well, Dave, I got a home price of $312,000. What do I do? You know what you do? Stop the podcast and do your own math. Sorry, man, I got to press on. So, are you confused already? Well, welcome to buying a house. If someone's trying to tell it to you simple, run from them and go find a unicorn realtor and lender that knows that you're not just buying a new tablet on Amazon. This is a big deal. All right. You got to make sure you understand all this. That's what the rewind button is for on your podcast listening device. Okay. Back to my listeners that were. Heard me on the podcast and said, hey, Dave, we're coming to SoCal. Can you help us out? Great. So as they looked at these $750,000 homes, they realized that there's a big difference in price. If they jumped from seven hundred fifty dollars to $850,000, there was a big difference in the homes that they were getting. It kind of took them out of the tweener zone. And you got to remember, these buyers are coming from Northern California, the Bay Area, San Francisco, San Jose, you know, Silicon Valley and it's really driven the prices up up there. So for them they're used to seeing $900,000 condos and this is totally normal for them. Different worlds, I get it, but the numbers are the numbers, all right? So no matter where you are out there, this all transfers and it translates. Okay, so remember those numbers I gave you earlier, all right? I'm going to be talking about 750, but I gave you the equations if you're a $375,000 buyer or 250 $1000 buyer. Okay, cool. So if they could jump just one price level up from 750 to $850,000, they could get into a better single family detached traditional homes. Okay, they'd be looking at not having to play that apples to oranges game where you're trying to compare condos and townhomes to houses sitting in that tweener zone. Lots of first time buyers end up in that tweener zone and it's tough trying to compare a condo to a house with a yard. So these buyers were getting a little frustrated. They're really smart folks. They've done really well so far, getting ready to get to this point. They've been saving and getting their lives together, and, and they're in a real fortunate position. They're not young kids starting out in the world, actually. They have young kids, young children. They're a young family with young kids, but to get there, they've already created and established their lives and they've been renting for a long time. So this is a big step for them that they've been getting ready for in several different ways. Perhaps you out there can relate to this. Cool. Then this story is going to help you a lot. But maybe, you know, what if you're a single person out there and you've been establishing who you are through your twenties and your thirties while you're renting and working your way up in the world? Well, that's cool. Same thing. This story is going to help you out. Or Maybe you're a young couple doing the same thing, without kids, just got married, trying to figure it out. Same thing for you. Or maybe you're some weirdo listening to this in your mom's basement. But hey, you can use this too, because if you actually didn't end up spending all your money on PS5 and extra game consoles and Cheetos, then maybe you've done that and you've got some savings since mom is letting you live there rent-free as long as you shovel the walk in the winter. Cool. This might help you too. So, who are you? How long have you been renting? Did you do the David Sedoni was an idiot in his 20s math? Have you heard that story that I've discussed on other podcasts and seen how much rent I tossed away? One of the main reasons I started this whole podcast? Well, for many of you, who knows, maybe you're even ahead of these people and ahead of me in my history in my 20s. Like I said, these guys are are not fresh out of college in their 20s buying a house right now. They've had a nice established life and have started a young family. So maybe you guys are out there in your early 20s being smarter than I am and listening to this podcast. Good for you, smarty pants. Remember, I didn't have podcasts in the early 90s and the internet. Well, that was just a glimmer in Bill Gates' eyes when I first moved out. So the information I had to get came from encyclopedias and my dad and my crazy uncle. And they didn't break things like they didn't break things down like this for me. Well... Actually, I guess my dad did, but I didn't listen to him because, you know, I was too busy doing my own thing and I'd show him someday. So if you are one of those people and you're in your early 20s and hopefully you're getting stoked on buying a home in 2021, because, you know, myself and the listeners, they've told you that for as little as three and a half percent down or zero down if you're a veteran or military, using that low down payment combined with the super sick low mortgage interest rates that are out there right now. You could buy that home with that little down payment or zero down if you're a vet, and your monthly payment for that home that you own might be damn close, if not exactly the same as your rent. Or in the case of, "We had one 25-year-old single hairdresser, young woman who DM me, and she said the podcast helped her buy her first house, and her new payment with everything included was $100 dollars less than her rent. So If you're one of those young folks in that position, that's awesome. Now, the revelation from this buyer story might not be as big a deal to some of you early 20-year-olds who haven't had an established life, but maybe not to all of you. You never know. But to anyone who is out there and has been renting for a while, I have a huge revelation for you. Do not find your unicorn realtor, work with them and a trusted lender, run all the numbers, establish the price that you can afford, and then get fixated on the price. Not until you finish this podcast. And hey, remember, I'm not pulling that car salesman trick trying to do fuzzy math on you to get you to overspend by leading you into that monthly number that I think you can digest easier. No, it's not a trick. But what I am telling you, it's magic. If you look at your home for the long term. And a home can be looked at as an investment for your future. It's not a get-rich-quick plan. It's not flip or flop or any of those HGTV shows trying to get super fast equity and and get a profit in your investment real quick. If you see your home purchase as a slow, boring, conservative investment that you happen to live in, good. Listen up. This is for you. And there's a magic trick in there. If you're saving up and getting ready to buy a house, but you've also been investing while you've been renting in your future, whether it's with a 401k from work, a 403b, stocks, mutual funds, a savings account, or any other type of monthly saving device that you use for your retirement, here's the magic formula to help you stop focusing on the price of homes when you're ready to buy. And again, remember, I'm not going to say just focus on the monthly payment. Here's what you start to focus on. Focus on the difference between your current rent and a new payment, the difference from rent to mortgage. So if you're looking at $2,000 a month apartment and you're seeing it the way I told you as like a $400,000 home, but you think, gosh, I really want 450,000. Well, then don't focus on 450,000. Stop focusing on that number and start focusing on the difference. The difference is going to be $500 a month, okay? For $2,000 a month, you can buy a $400,000 home. For $2,500 a month, you can buy a four fifty dollars home, okay? So I'm going to say that one more time. Look at your $2,000 a month, and then if you see a $450,000 home, stop focusing on $450,000 and start focusing on the difference. It's just $500 more. That you have to pay each month. That's no biggie. That's not the magic trick. Hang on for that. Yep, you heard me. That's another tease. Let me explain their story to show you guys what I mean. So, this awesome couple had decided on that price point of $725 to $750 on the border between the nice condo townhomes and the single family detached traditional homes, the tweener zone and they like most numbers ran the numbers worked backwards and settled on that price and they figured that, that was going to fit their comfort level and then they got laser focus and only started concentrating on the price it's the easiest way to comprehend value when you're comparing homes but it also can be a detriment to focus on the price if you haven't looked at your full monthly financial picture especially if that price point disappoints you a little bit right you might get trapped in you might feel disheartened when you're looking at those homes at whatever price point you got two fifty, three seventy five, or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You're like, gosh, the market's going up. I'm never going to get something that's actually going to work. So you think, you know, if you're at that, these guys were thinking they're at the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. They're thinking, man, three thousand five hundred dollars a month is a stretch number, and that's the stretch number to get us to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and these homes at 750 are not what I imagined. Now remember, adjust those numbers: 1750 a month for you 375 buyers and 1,167 dollars a month for you 250 buyers. OK, That's the stretch number. So they got bummed out at what they could get for that price, and then they started kind of peeking around a little bit at the homes that were priced at 850,000 outside of the tweener zone. But then they told themselves, "Wait, wait, wait we can't even think about that cuz now we're talking about going up to $4,000 a month. 500 over our 3500 number and that stretch is just way too much cuz you know 750 is one thing to stretch but now we're talking about stretching $1,250 a month. Like I said, lots of math, hang with me. I'm all for the monthly number that makes sense. I get it. You know, stretching $750 a month that's a big stretch. That's a big change to your lifestyle. So if you start peeking around at the other price points, the next tier up, and you're tacking on another 500 bucks to that, you know, 1250 a month, that is big, and it seems ludicrous. So they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to get greedy just because they maybe had an approval up to 850 But, you know, I could hear them being disappointed by the rising prices, and they were pretty bummed out, and they they really kind of wished that they could get out of the tweener price zone and jump up a price tier. So we started talking about the monthly number and you know, how they came up with it and why they capped that stretch to that final price point. Well, David, it's because we pay bills. I mean, $750 a month, it's not like we can get to that real easy just by cutting out Starbucks. It's a big deal. We don't want to be stretched too far. We've got food, car, kids, cable, phones, utilities, preschool, daycare, entertainment. Maybe we want to go out sometime. We've got college funds, savings, retirement. Wait, I said, stop, stop right there, guys. What do you put into your retirement? Now, here comes the magic trick. They had four retirement funds that they contributed to every month. Hubby put $1,700 a month into His retirement through his work and his employer matched that. Wifey put twelve hundred dollars a month into her work retirement, no match there, but still a four hundred one k. Then they put the third one was five hundred dollars a month into a separate retirement account, and their fourth retirement fund that they contributed to every single month was they each put four hundred and sixteen dollars into their Roth IRAs. Now, per year, that was 5000 a piece or $10,000 total, and they did that so they can get the tax benefit max it out. So, that means every month, they're putting $836 per month towards that fourth retirement fund. Now, I'm sure you weren't doing the math as you went along, so I'll do it for you. That's a grand total of $4,232 a month. Okay, I know I've already bombarded you guys with tons of math already. So I'm just going to call that $4,000. And that's for the the sake of not confusing you and your ears and your brain. Because like I said, I really should be doing this on a whiteboard. Uh, I'm slamming you with all these numbers. But you know, I really thought that real world numbers, an actual real life story could be very helpful to you guys out there. This is not general concepts. I'm not just throwing out what ifs. These are real world numbers. So strap in. If it gets too much, that's what the rewind button is for. Hit that, go back and listen a little bit. Or don't forget when you're done, if you really want to hold this in your hand and read it, you can go to my website, davidsidoni.com and print out the transcript to this or any other podcast so you can see it and hold it on paper. Uh, Or you can save it on your phone or your tablet and read it right there. Okay, so remember, adjust these numbers for yourself wherever you are. Not all of us are so lucky as them and have four grand a month that we can just toss into our retirement. But this magic trick can apply to you at any number, even if you're putting $200 a month or $400 a month. As long as you're putting some money away into a 401k or retirement or savings account, I still have a magic trick for you. So they put a little over $4,000 a month into retirement. And as we look at homes, all they're seeing is price. That's the focus. Okay, how much house can I get for this price? Every decision comes down to how much can they get for that $750,000 price. But that price was decided by them based on the original formula, which was a stretch. They were thinking, okay, we pay $2,750 a month, we'll stretch to $3,500 a month. That equals a $750,000 price. That's where we're staying. No more. And you know, they told me, David, we're cool to tighten our belts and, and do that stretch and pay the extra $750 a month to get that $750,000 price point because we know that this home, we're going to be in it for a long time and we know it's a solid investment so I said to them, all right, so you mean that this home is going to be a solid investment that you believe in and that you'd like to contribute to monthly, just the same way that you contribute that massive $4,000 a month that you sock away into four different retirement funds. You know, that insane number, that investment, that God bless you, I love you, I admire you, but I kind of also want to punch you in the face because I'm so jealous. You've made such a solid commitment to your future that you only live on a percentage of your salary. You've been doing it for a while because this is established and the rest of that money, that percentage, that extra, you put it into your future. Your family's consistently done this. Four grand a month into four solid investments. So if have done that to prepare for your future and you've also managed to live a good life while you're doing so. You've adjusted. Now you also see this home that you're looking to purchase as a solid investment into your future, that you're willing to change your monthly habits even more. You've already made the change to do these retirement accounts and have that big fat number every month. And now you're saying this home is such a good investment. We're willing to stretch even more. You know that it's going to be different at first, but you're going to get used to it and it's worth it because you want to enjoy this home and you're going to be contributing to that home which you know is a solid investment in your future. Did you hear it yet? Is it clicking for you? Do you see the whiteboard in the mind? Did you figure out the magic? Not yet? Okay, hit the rewind button, listen again, and see if you can figure it out. I'll wait for you. (sighs) Okay, you back with a light bulb over your head now? No? Did you get it? Did you figure out the magic? I can't see yours, but I'll tell you what, when I was talking to them and we had that conversation, I saw theirs. Suddenly, the $750 a month that they had to pay extra for that $750,000 home, it didn't seem like a stretch. They suddenly realized and saw that they contribute over $4,000 a month into their retirements, and that in those contributions, they already have the $750 a month for that stretch. And you know what? If they wanted to, they've even got 500 more that they could jump price tiers and get out of the tweener zone. So how about we diversify your retirement from the four funds that you have into a fifth fund? Reduce your contributions into the four retirement vehicles that you currently have and diversify into a fifth vehicle, a fifth fund, Your home magic time all right look you've already decided to put your money into not one two or even three funds you already contribute to four funds simply think of your home as the fifth it's safe and it's solid just like your other conservative investments that you will already contribute to how safe is a home well since world war one a home will always be worth more in 10 years no matter when you bought it. Now, that that does have one exclusion. It's the crash of 2008 to 2011, but that's not happening again. There's no bubble, but that's a whole nother podcast. So in general, what that means is any year that you bought a home from 1920 to 2020, your home appreciated at an average of three to 5% through the up and the down markets. And 10 years later from that date that you bought it, you made a profit. It's one of the most stable investments available. And the difference is you can use this asset. It's not just numbers on a piece of paper that you have to stick away and not be able to touch until you're 62 or 65. You live in it. Try that with your gold bars or your Bitcoin or your game stock. As I've said a million times, you already pay a huge payment every month for your housing, your rent, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 bucks your rent can be transferred into this incredible savings vehicle. All right, let's break this down and figure out how this works for them. Remember, you can reduce the numbers for yourself, not just on the price point, but maybe on your contributions, because maybe you're not Savy psycho Saverson like these two guys, four grand a month. Okay, so for them, I said, hey, simply reduce and diversify your monthly contribution, which right now is over $4,000. Right now, Hubby, in number one, he pays $1,700 a month matched by the employer. That's cool. Let's keep that. Matching's good. Fund number two is $1,200 from the wifey. No match, but a good contribution. Fund number three, $500 into another account. And fund number four, $800 into those two Roth IRAs to get that $10,000 tax break. Now, their stretch is $750 to get this cleaner, condo, townhome, entry-level home. They said that they could budget hard and make that stretch, but I told them, you guys don't actually have to do that. You could keep contributing $1,700 a month to fund number one. That's the matched 401k. And keep funding that, keep getting the full match. And then you could keep fund number four, the $800 into the Roth IRAs, keep that going too because then you'll still get the full tax benefit at the end of the year. All you have to do is reduce fund number two, that's the non-matched 401k for wifey, reduce that from 1200 to 700 and then reduce fund number three from 500 to 250 There's your $750. There's your stretch. You won't feel any change in your monthly budget, no stretch, and all you will have done is simply diversified from four retirement funds to five, five being your home. You guys said that you look at that as an investment. And not only that, it's the investment that you get to live in. Started to see their eyes twinkle a little bit. It was exciting. And then we got to the real exciting part. Hey, bummed out at 750? You're maxed out on your loan approval at 850, so what happens if we talk about going up a price point? All the cost is $500 with today's low interest rates. So remember, this is not a reduction into your retirement to get that extra money. It's just a diversification. You're still going to be putting $4,232 a month into your retirement savings. Now, you're just going to be putting $2,982 into the original four funds. and Then you're going to take $1,250 and you're going to put that into the fifth fund, the long-term investment of your home that you get to live in. Now, wait a minute. We're not even done with the magic. Now they figured out that they can diversify and not even feel that stretch they were so worried about. But how about this? Now, the original $2,750 rental that they paid every month, the wasted rent money that just goes flying out the window, that's actually going to be going into retirement investment number five. We haven't even put that into these calculations. That goes into the home. By diversifying from four retirement funds to five and then realizing that your rent becomes a part of number five, they're actually upping their retirement contribution by 64% a month. I know this has been a lot of math, but even I can figure out right now, that's actually more than doubling their long-term savings for their family by stopping throwing that rent out the window with no financial advantage. And when we did all the math and we figured out this quote-unquote reduction, which is actually diversification, they moved up a price tier to get the home that they want by still keeping five well-funded, diversified, safe, and stable retirement funds. Damn, that is so exciting. I am such a nerd, but this is so freaking off the charts amazing to me. They put themselves in a great situation and they had a great opportunity to do something amazing in their future. I know this is not sexy, instant gratification stuff. This is not going to be something I post on TikTok or Instagram and get anybody to follow me, (laughs) but trust me, these buyers and their kids, they're going to be ballers in 20 years. I know it's not the hot, cool, sexy thing, but man, talk about setting yourself up for life in today's world. This information, it's not going to get the likes. It's not going to get the shares. It's not going to get the retweets, but it should. So what about you? What if you can stretch like these guys? What if you can stretch above your rent payment and you stretch because you can budget a little tighter and because you think this is not just your home, but it's going to be an investment, whether it's a forever home or a starter home that you're going to build with the home's is eventually going to be a big part of your nest egg. Even if you roll it into a few other homes along the way. At some point, this equity, this profit, it's going to be your estate. It could be a potential inheritance for kids or family or dogs, All right, something that you're going to use later on in life. This is the crazy part. If the way that these guys pay things off and the way that they're thinking about staying in this one home forever, this $750,000 investment in 30 years, they pay it off with an average appreciation of 4% a year. It's going to be paid off free and clear and worth $2.4 million. That's what I call a good investment. The stretch difference that you're willing to pay for something else, something like this, something that can be considered an investment, it makes sense. So, Even before you understand all the math, you're thinking, hey, I'll tighten my belts and I'll pay a little extra money a month because I believe in the long-term value of this asset, which I actually get to live in and to use, unlike your retirement accounts, which are great to have and really smart to set up, but they just sit there and they grow and you can't touch them or use them without some kind of penalty. So I told them all this and I, I slowly watched the wheels turning in their heads. And then they said, wait a minute. Man, you're right, David. We've been so focusing on the price. We capped there because we are conservative and sensible and responsible people, and we didn't want to stretch beyond our means. And when we looked at the numbers, we were thinking we can maybe handle $750 stretching every month, but no more. You know, even if that means that we have to stay in a price point that doesn't quite meet everything that we're looking for. And then looking around, they saw the difference between the two price points. So then I said to them, guys, And then I got mad at myself for calling them guys. I hate, that's how I refer to two or more people. I'm working on getting rid of that. Sorry. Regardless, I said, this is a 30-year investment. And even if you guys stay there 20 years, you're already paying $4,232 a month to your retirement into four different funds. If you drop that huge payment, $1,250 a month, you can jump up a tier level into the home that really fits all your criteria and you can purchase it comfortably and it won't even feel like a stretch. It's just a fifth retirement fund. Plus that wasted $2,750 rent that you pay every month, it now goes into that fifth retirement fund. You're giving it to yourself, your kids, your future. You're not giving it to your landlord and his new mistress. You have so much room to work with. So let's think about that and let's stop focusing on the price. First, you look at the difference in your payment of your rent versus your mortgage. That's what we talked about. You know, walk around your apartment, see how much you pay for that, and then figure out how much of the difference would be between your rent and a mortgage payment for a house. Focus on that. And then, second, if you've got some retirement that you're doing every month, that's where the magic time happens. Look at diversifying your monthly retirement contributions by reducing some to pay the difference so you don't feel that and you avoid the stretch. And keep in mind that you're simply gonna be adding that quote-unquote contribution reduction. It's not a reduction, you're adding it into another retirement fund. And on top of all that, the magic times two. You're adding the wasted monthly payment of your rent right into your retirement fund. <sighs> all right, I'm exhausted and not because it's 4.58 in the morning because that was deep. That was a lot of numbers. Whew. All right, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Someone out there needs this information and some of you out there want to blow your brains out because you had to listen to all this information. Eventually, it'll sink in and hopefully it'll help some folks. And reviewing, that really helps us. Please do that. A five-star review, drop a sentence or two on Apple Reviews. If you're getting anything out of my late night ramblings or early morning, depending on however you want to look at it. If you want to find me, davidsidoni.com, that's got the podcast, the YouTube page with a bunch of videos on first-time home buying. That's not all crazy deep stuff like this. There's a whole lot for you folks in the beginning phases, and it goes all the way through into complex topics like this. I'm on Instagram. If you've got a specific question, I do try to get to and answer all my DNs. Look for David Sedoni on the gram, especially if you guys need a unicorn in your area. Unicorn Nation is growing strong. Buyers like you all over the country are getting the help that you first-time buyers finally deserve. We're building. We're growing. Even though there's still a bunch of the real estate industry that thinks that you're a pain in the butt and you're not worth a real expert. Not me. Not Unicorn Nation. I believe in you. I believe in you enough to stay up late and pump your ears full of all these crazy numbers that probably make you want to reach through your headphones and punch me in the face. That's cool. I'm fine. And remember, I'm here to tell you one more thing. You can do this.